Production. Recorded live. All right, how you doing, everybody? Casey Ryan here again for another episode of The Cutting Room Floor, a little podcast that I started to showcase any entertainers and creative types from all walks, uh, regardless of the medium that you're working in, whether it's film, TV, theater, music, uh, whether you're writing a book, uh, comic books, video games, fine art, you name it, as long as it's pop culture related, I want to hear about it. So uh, feel free to get in touch with me by the usual methods uh, on Twitter. I'm on there all the time, at CuttingRoomMRB, or you can hit me up on Facebook at Facebook.com uh, forward slash CuttingRoomMRB. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm more than happy to get you on the show. I'm always looking for guests. So, uh, you know, I just want to help you guys get the stories out there the best way that we possibly can. Um, Quick little shout-out, as we usually do at the top of the show, first of all, to uh, Jerry Seward, who uh, is a key player in the project that we're going to be discussing today, Ravenfall. Uh, Jerry uh, was gracious enough to uh, line up um, for me the, the, uh, the lead actress and uh, the producer on the, uh, on the project, Ravenfall, uh, Tannis Peranto, and she's here uh, to discuss this. So uh, the reason that you're listening to this now or downloading it later is, of course, to listen to my chat with, uh, with Tannis. Uh, just to give you some background on her, uh, she was born and raised in uh, a place called Peace River, Alberta, so she's a fellow Canadian. Uh, she's a proud member of the Metis Nation, um, and she has a whole host of film, TV, and theater, and commercial work. I, I mean, I, I couldn't do it justice by, by trying to pick a couple, but a, a couple of the, uh, the, the projects that you probably have heard of uh, include uh, her work on House of Cards, which is a hugely popular series on Netflix, of course. I've, I've watched that many times. Uh, and another uh, uh, comedy show called Full Frontal with Samantha Bate. And uh, that one you can pick up on the Comedy Network. And um, she's here today to plug um, an interesting-sounding project. And I, I've, I've had a couple of people on the show uh, before, and I'll, I'll drop Richard Epcar's name in there, who, who've uh, tried to blend um, Native American culture uh, in with science fiction. And, and that's not as new an idea as you possibly would think it is, but, but it certainly is a, a bit of a niche market, and I'm always uh, curious to see what, what kinds of slant that people are going to be taking on this. So um, the project is called Ravenfall, uh, which is currently crowdfunding on Kickstarter. It's got about a month and change left up there, so if you want to take a look at that, uh, by all means, feel free to go ahead and do that. Uh, and without further ado, uh, for the first time, it's always great to have new people on the show. The cutting room floor proudly welcomes Tannis Peranto. Uh, Tannis, how are you? I'm very well, thanks. Thanks for having me. So the first question I always have for everybody is a bit of an icebreaker. Uh, did I get all of your bio information right, or was that close enough for rock and roll, as I say? Um, it, was, it was close enough, Well, it was, except for it's pronounced Métis, not Métis. Métis. I, I should have known that, too. I, I apologize for that. I'm, I'm from Montreal, so I, I uh, <laughs> yeah, with the accent on it. Right. Yeah, the French. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, French for mixed blood. Well, yeah, in the, uh, yeah, the Paranto is, uh, I mean, you're fairly commonly in Quebec, too, so, uh, you know, I, I'm glad. Yeah. Right, so. um, okay, so, you know, if we can just sort of jump into it a little bit, um, what exactly is, is Ravenfall about? What are you looking to do with this? Um, well, Ravenfall is about um, a woman, my character, Raven, who is in... Um, some of a motorcycle gang, um, and they're sort of the good guys um, of, among the among the motorcycle gangs. Um, it's a it's in it's placed in the near takes place in the near future. Um, it's distant enough that um, there are things in the film that I 
couldn't quite foresee happening any day now, but there's, it's not too distant where I, they might still happen in my lifetime, if that makes any sense. Um, and it's about my character Raven comes across um, a mysterious man who has escaped a secret research facility. Um, what they're experimenting on him remains yet to be seen when they find him. Um, and so they have a bit of a dilemma to decide whether they help this man um, or not and get um, entangled in what he's entangled in. And so the, the mystery and the chase sort of goes from there. So, so why did you guys decide to do this? I mean, this sounds like a really good concept that, that you could drag it out over a, over a period of a web series to... Uh, what do you think lends itself well to doing a feature film as opposed to, say, a serial or a web series or things along those lines? Uh, that I'm not sure. I actually, um, Jerry cast me in the film back in 2011. So he's been working a long time to get this film made. And I haven't had the opportunity to actually meet him in person yet because we live in two different cities. And I've been in New York um when he, when he cast me, I was in New York, and I am still in New York now. Um, and I, I, that's just all I've ever known was that he wanted to make this film. That's a, that's a good question. I wouldn't be able to answer that. He would have to answer that. But it brings up a good point because now, we, the difference between now and then, um, like you mentioned Netflix and now that, you know, Hulu and Amazon and all these, all these um, opportunities for original series. And now TV is so exciting right now because you can make like a 15 hour movie. You didn't have to be limited to just, you know, a 90 minute feature film. So, um, no, no, you'd have to ask Jerry that one, but that does bring up a really interesting idea. Yeah, it definitely has an alias feel. And also, um, reading the script, I got a bit of a, like a stranger things vibe to it. And also like black mirror, because of the technology and the and the near future, that sort of thing. So was this an idea that he actually brought to you, or was this something that he collaborated yeah. with someone? Yeah, this I, is I, no. He just he brought it to me. He had the script, um, and he cast me in it, and we've just kept in contact ever since. And he's been trying to. He's done multiple crowdfunding um, campaigns in the last couple of years, and I think this is his third or fourth one now, um, hopefully. And he, hopefully this will be the last one, but he's done a lot of, um, he's made a lot of contacts um, in the industry since. So I think he's um, really optimistic this time around. But yeah, I I just was casting it. Um, I'm not quite a producer on it. I think he might, he's, he's obviously going to consult with me about the character and he'll be bringing on um, a native um consultant, I guess, depending on which way we go with um, any sort of um, indigenous influences in the film, because that is, is a bit of a blank slate right now, too, which is also really exciting and um, admirable that he's left that open at the moment and hasn't um, put anything on it yet. So are you taking a behind-the-scenes role, too, in terms of a producer, or uh, are you acting as you know, sort of a subject matter expert from from you know the perspective of the uh, the Native American angle of things, or are you limiting yourself to the strictly the acting part? Um, I we haven't completely figured that out yet. I think that I will have some sort of um, producer credit because he is. Um, go, we are going to collaborate on 
on the character and like I like I said, what sort of um indigenous influences there will be in it. But um he's the main he's definitely the main producer on it. So you you're positioning this as a uh, a science fiction vehicle for, for the Native American community, you know, the Sioux and the Cree and there was a couple of other groups that, that were mentioned on the website there. Um I guess how do you position that? You know, I'll ask kind of an open-ended question. Uh, you know, this is um, really something special that you're working on, right? Yeah, um, that I mean, I, I, I answer for Jerry, but what I what I think is that um, he's really open and really wanting to have, have a cast a diverse group of actors and. Um, so, and bring in as as many indigenous actors as as he can, um, just to not necessarily. I don't know. It's hard to explain from from my point of view, but um, actors who happen to be indigenous, if that makes any sense, as opposed to like making it a, a Native American film, you know, because Native actors can get cast in you know Native roles and be stereotyped as Native actors, but we also can play many other roles, so it it can it will hopefully have a balance of sort of the best of both worlds. Okay, so you're not setting it out specifically to make it about that. You just hope to bring certain elements into it by way of the cast, or, or you know, it's, yeah. not meant to, it's not meant to be a strictly you know piece about that, right? From, from the right. Um, do you plan on, um, you know, that being said, do you plan on using any of um, of the indigenous languages as part of this, or is it going to be shot entirely in English? Um, I think it's going to be shot entirely in English from from the from what I've read of the script so far, unless he unless he exchanges to the script. But that's okay. that's a, definitely um, something that Jerry could possibly put in the film. Um, it's not in there yet, but. We have it. We have yet to have any meetings about that. Also, <laughs> no. I mean, it's, it kind of sounds a bit like a, um, you know, to to use what George Lucas would call a space western when he was first pitching Star Wars, right? <laughs> but, well, I mean, it does when you think yeah. about it, right? You know, Star yeah. Wars basically is a space western, right? I mean, it's all mm-hmm. you know, there's very little that's you know glossy and glimmery and kind of the utopian view of the future. It's all kind of yeah, earthy, if you will, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely, and there's like, and and um, there's an element of it, it being about resistance, also, um, and uh, like selling out, helping out your, you know, fellow human, whether this person is human or not in this, in this film, but um, and uh, fighting, yeah, resisting, resisting the bad guy, resisting the people who are only thinking of themselves and only trying to further what they're doing. So, uh, do you have anybody else that's been brought on so far? I, I guess in terms of uh, you know assembling the team, uh, who who has uh, been brought on so far? Or do you have anybody that's been shortlisted to uh, to be brought on for various roles? Um, not that I know of, but uh, he hasn't held any auditions. I think he's he's brainstorming actors at the moment, but there's no one else that's officially attached. Okay. As far as I know. <laughs> uh, are you yourself taking an active role in the uh, in the crowdfunding campaign angle of it, or is that pretty much Jerry that's handling all of that himself? Um, Jerry is pretty much handling that all himself. Um, I'm definitely um, 
you know, putting it out on my social media, but uh, he's, he's got the, the full-time 60-day job right now for the crowdfunding. I've done that before, and I know what that's like, and he's, he's definitely um, putting a lot of effort into it. Yeah, I'm, I'm just uh, calling up the uh, the website here for it. I had it a minute ago. So yeah, you you guys have still got a uh, you got a, you get a fairly big hill to climb, but you still got a long mm-hmm. time to do it, right? So yeah, right. You're, you're looking at uh, uh, 41 <laughs> days, right? 41 days left. And uh, yeah, he should. So so what what are you raising the money for? Is this your know, seed money? Is this to get equipment? Is this uh, that's uh, for everything from pre-production through to post-production um, for paying everyone on the crew, paying for um, equipment if we need to rent it, paying the actors. Um, post-production is a big chunk of that too um, with editing and color correction and sound mixing and, compo- and a composer. Um, whether he decides to submit it to film festivals or not, um, there's a whole whole another chunk of money because each submission costs something to submit to a festival, usually anywhere from like twenty to fifty dollars. So I'm not okay. sure what route he wants to go with that. I'm sure he'll probably be selective with which festivals. Um and uh do you know what some of the perks are that you're offering for us? Um yeah, he has a lot of swag. <laughs> um, I wouldn't be able to list them. Um, every single one of them, I'd have to go back on there because Jerry, Jerry did all that. That's not me at all. Jerry's decided on all of the, all of the perks for each level. I think there's an opportunity to be, um, have a producer credit on there. There's an opportunity to have um, a small like cameo sort of walk-on role. Um, and attend and attend a premiere. Um, there's like t-shirts, I think, and um, memorabilia or like a prop from the film. Um, yeah, there's lots of good stuff in there. Yeah, and I, I was looking. There's uh, there's some some other cool things too, like uh, even for for people that can't afford some of the higher packages, like baseball caps and t-shirts and clip art and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, is this your first venture into sci-fi then, or have you have you done other sci-fi projects before? Yeah, this is my first venture into sci-fi. Um, I did an episode of Twilight Zone back when I lived in Vancouver a long time ago. It was my first acting roles, and um, oh wow, that was probably 2003, I think. <laughs> but it wasn't really, although it was a sci-fi TV show, it wasn't really. Um, sci-fi in this sort of action superhero kind of realm that this is but yeah so I'm excited I'm excited for that because I've never I've never played a role like this or um done a film like this and I'm I've been wanting to I've done an action film in the past um again when I was first starting out that was actually when I was at Edmonton so that was probably almost 15 years ago um so I'm really excited to do another one um I'm I'm active in my own life and I love I love doing stage combat. I took stage combat training when I was in grad school in New York, and I love doing action films, so it's really exciting to have the opportunity to do that again. And there's a ton of TV, especially shooting in New York with um, the Marvel shows like Jessica Jones and um, Luke Cage here. It would be really exciting to do one of those shows as well. 
Yeah, I was reading, too, that, that this is something that comes by you honestly, too, right? I, I think I read someplace that you had a uh, bachelor's degree in physical education or something along those lines. Yeah, um, before I got into acting, I was um, I was at University of Alberta in Edmonton, and I was getting my bachelor's of phys ed. Um, but purely because I thought, well, I have to go to school after I graduate high school, and I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I was good at sports, so I thought, well, I guess I'll take phys ed. <laughs> and I took phys ed, and I started doing, um, I eventually chose the route of athletic therapy. I was dealing with uh, learning how to deal with injuries, traumatic and um, recurring injuries. And I was working with a Pandas volleyball team at the U of A. Um, and then I took uh, a drama 101 class because I had one elective I needed to fill outside of the faculty. And as much as I loved working with the team, I didn't really foresee a future in it because I, I never saw a female trainer sitting on an NHL bench or, you know, any sort of professional sport have a, having a female trainer on the bench. So I didn't, didn't really think I could go very far with that. But then also I took Drama 101 and that just changed everything because it, I felt, felt excited and passionate about something and I'd never really felt that way about anything I'd done before. So it really opened up um, new possibilities for me and I decided to just finish my degree and then tuck it away and started um, taking acting classes and then eventually um, came to New York to get my uh, master's degree in acting. But I've, yeah, being active and um, and working out and training hard is something that I've always loved and always been motivated to do and um, keeps me sane and keeps me fit and it's definitely something, um, I, it's always been a part of me. Do you, do you plan on doing your own stunts or uh, action sequences in this? Or, uh, yeah. Or you say, you <laughs> I, know was, what? I, I won't, I I won't do this. I'm not going to jump off buildings or whatever it is like that. But, uh. Well, there's a, I'll definitely draw a line between um, really hardcore stunt work, like falling off buildings and falling downstairs. I will leave that to professionals. But um, definitely my own fight scenes and, and as much as I can. As much as I'm allowed, because <laughs> I'm not um, a certified stunt person. However, I will do as much as I can. I love that stuff. It's so fun. But do, okay, I didn't realize that. Do you actually have to be certified to do stunts, or uh, well, I'm, yeah, you. There's definitely. Um, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm not a stunt person, so I, I don't know how exactly you do get into that. You have to. There's definitely some training behind learning how to fall correctly and doing in doing very specific stunts because you can get injured so easily. Um I have a friend, uh Kevin Case who works in Toronto as a stunt person actor, um, does both. But th- yeah, they do things sometimes that um regular actors or even actors who just do their own, you know, fight scenes, throw punches and work with props and stuff that it's just too dangerous to take on unless you know how you're doing it properly how to do it properly. Um, one of the other things that I kind of picked up from the uh, the video that you had up on your Kickstarter page there, um, and Jerry echoed it in some of the comments that he made in, in, um, in you know, sort of the promotional pieces, but is that you guys really want to set sort of a positive example or a positive portrayal of a, of a Native American woman who also happens to be an action star, right? That, that uh, yeah. you don't want to fall into any of the typical archetypes. Do you, do you think that that, 
is uh, is a barrier for you typically, or or is it something that I, I'm just speaking generally, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of getting parts? Yeah, it, it can be. Um, definitely, there's definitely a lot of um, stereotypes um, about Indigenous people in the industry. Um, really old, tired stereotypes that have been around forever and that haven't changed and. Um, we're definitely not going to have any of that in this film. Um, it's it is troublesome that um, a lot of a lot of heavy influencers in the in the film industry and the TV industry can't see past certain stereotypes. Um, even just coming down to what you have to look like, like you have to if you, sometimes like I sometimes don't look native enough to be cast in certain roles because I don't have dark skin and really long dark hair <laughs> so that I can be that can take me out of the running for certain roles because certain native roles because of an idea that somebody has in their head about what native person should look like based on something um in the past or um or it could go the opposite way where you know see films like big budget films like Peter Pan are being done and they whitewash it and cast Rooney Mara in the Tiger Lily role where it could have been a great opportunity to cast an indigenous actress um, and have their input. But I'm going to cite this as another example for one of the projects that you're, you're very proud of. Um, uh, one of the projects that you actually completed was a short film that, that actually got some steam in Europe, right? Uh, called the big black space. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was my first, my first film that I ever made of my own. Um, I started producing in 2015 with that film. I shot it. It's just a 10 minute short. I shot it in a day and a half. Um, I wrote it myself. It's based on uh, true events that have happened to me. Um, put together dramatically for a short film. Um, and yeah, it uh, ended up, it's been in 15 or 16 festivals, I think now. That's over nice. the last couple of years. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been great. It's, it turned out to be something much more special than I anticipated it being. I thought I was just going to, the reason I made the film was because I was, I was been an actor forever and I wanted to start producing because I had, I have scripts that other people have sent me that I love that I've wanted to produce, but because I've never, I had never done it before, I didn't want my first go at producing to be on someone else's material. I thought, well, if I'm going to you know, do this and maybe screw it up, I want it to be on my own material, although I'm not a writer, so I didn't have anything written. But then um, I was working with a theater company in New York called Spider Woman Theater, and there's three, three indigenous sisters who have had the theater company since the 70s, and they their inaugural piece is called Women in Violence, and it was about um, indigenous women and violence in and out, outside of our communities. And um, they wanted to remount that piece um, over the last few years because they felt like there's a lot of, we've made a lot of progress um, as indigenous people, but one thing that hasn't changed too much is the violence. And so they wanted to remount the piece with um, young actors. And uh, I was working on this piece with them, and the way they... The way they do the rehearsal process is Jacker has to get up and tell a story about someone, something that's happened to them or maybe someone they know um, about violence, any kind of violence. And it dawned on me that 
this thing happened to me that could be considered violence that I didn't really think of it as violence before. Um, it was a, I narrowly escaped a sexual assault. And I didn't, before working with them, I guess I didn't realize how broad the spectrum of violence is. And I just thought maybe physical violence was violence. Like I've never been in an abusive relationship. No one's ever hit me. But, um, and until, not until working with them uh, did it occur to me that there's so many other forms of violence. And so I got up and I told the story. And then working through process with them, I it was around the time where I had sort of got bit by the producing bug and I wanted to make something. And I thought, well, I'm not a writer. I don't have any scripts written, but I have this short story that I told in rehearsal. Maybe I can just turn that into a film. So I sat down and I put it in screenplay format. And then uh, fast forward to... I. Some people helped me shape the script. Um, it was very wordy because I'd never read before, so they helped me make it a little more cinematic. Um, some trusted writer friends. And uh, I found a, a Cree director, um, Alex uh, Lazarowicz. She lives, she's actually from near where I'm from in Alberta, and she lives in uh, Brooklyn. So we got together. I showed her the script, and she was really excited about it. And ended up assembling a crew that was... Um, really generous with their time and volunteered to help me make this film because once they um, discovered what it was about and we talked about it and I explained the issue um, and the, the statistic with Native women and um, violence that, and sexual violence in particular that one in three Native women will experience sexual assault or rape in their lifetime. Once they were aware of that, they were really... Um, excited to help get the project off the ground. So that was nice. I had a lot of support. Um, and then I did my first crowdfunding campaign. We actually shot the film first. And then we ended up crowd. I ended up crowdfunding after. I just thought, I just want to make this film. And then I'll just try to crowdfund later and recover my costs, which I actually did, which was nice. And then it went on to go yeah, to a bunch of festivals. And I one of them was in Germany. So I went over to Germany because I had never been to Europe. I thought that would be fun. And over there, I met some people who work for the um, public arts channel called Arte. And they were doing, um, they were covering the festival for their channel. And they do, a, they have a short film program on Friday nights on the on the channel. And uh, they interviewed me about my film. So that was nice. I thought, great, I'll have this interview. And I got back from my trip and I got an email from them saying that they wanted to actually um, broadcast my film on their channel. So I sold for short films, Arte. <laughs> so it's being broadcast. They have um, they have a three-year three-year contract with them. The first year is exclusive um, in Germany, and then outside of that, I can I can broadcast it elsewhere in Germany and France if I if I desire. Um, but yeah, it's, so it's playing a handful of times over the next three years on channel on TV, and then also online. Um, anyone can watch it if you're in the country over there online. Okay, but that was a really so exciting. You, you can only watch it online in Germany, or, or is it yeah, on at the moment, at the moment, okay, at the moment, right. you can only watch it online in Germany and France and Belgium, actually, because that's the um, countries that they cover. Um, yeah, and that was really exciting for me because my film is about a native woman, a contemporary native woman, um, who I play. Her name's Terry, um, and it was exciting for me because a I get to bring awareness to this issue that a, a lot of people don't know um, in in our own country, but over in Europe, I also get to bring awareness to the people over there who 
some people might not have never even met a Native woman, and maybe their only idea of a Native person is something that they saw in a Hollywood film with, you know, buckskin and feathers and something in the past and these stereotypes um, and appropriated um, imagery and um, culture. So that was exciting me to sort of hopefully maybe break some ground there. Uh, unfortunately, we're out of time here, Tess, but I would like to have you back at some point, maybe when you get a little bit further down, maybe Jerry with you, and, and uh, you know we could have a discussion about where you guys are at, but uh, if you're open sure. to that. All right. Uh, but one last plug for your crowdfunding campaign, and uh, you can add a plug for, I know that you're active on social media and you have your own website there. Uh, where can people go to learn about Ravenfall specifically and about your work in general? Um, they can go onto Kickstarter. And um, just you can search even fall, it'll come up. Um, and you can find everything about me on my website is tanisperanto.com. Um, I'm also on Facebook, Tanis Peranto. I'm easily searchable. Instagram, Twitter, all the whole, every social media platform out there. Uh, pretty much I'm, I think I'm the only Tanis Peranto out there. So I'm really easy to find. And uh, you're also on IMDb too, right? I noticed you had a profile there as well, right? Oh, yeah, all my... Um, well, not all of my acting credits, but um, most of the big ones are on IMDb. You can find okay, out and, which House of Cards episode I'm in. And and just uh, you know, for clarification, is Tannis with one N, by the way, not two? That's right. Yeah, Tannis with one N. Okay, so uh, Tannis, what can I tell you? This has been a lot of fun. Uh, please do extend my best to uh, to Jerry, and uh, if there's anything I can do to help you, then let me know. All right. Awesome. Thanks so much. All right, so, okay, so that's going to about do it for us today. Uh, again, the film is called Ravenfall. You can find this on Kickstarter. It's uh, got another 41 days left on it if you want to contribute. If you can't, just get the word out and share the link around, please. Uh, and, again, my guest has been Terrence Moranto. So uh, that'll do it for us this week. I'll talk to you guys next Sunday. Until then, cut, print, wrap, and I am done. <laughs>